generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right, let's go. From verse 20, from verse 19 actually, Judges 7 from 19 to 23. Can we go and read together in concert? All right. Three, two, one, we read. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just as they had posted the watch. And they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. Then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers. They held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for blowing. And they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And every man stood in his place. Can I hear you speak? All around the camp. And the whole army ran and cried out and fled. When the 300 blew the trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the whole camp. And the army fled to Beth Acacia toward Zerah, as far as the border of Abel Meholah by Tabath. And the men of Israel gathered together from Naphtali, Ashah, and all manner and pursued, all Manasseh and pursued the Midianites. Somebody say amen. I believe that we understand what was happening here. I created a context for it last week. For those who are not here, the story is that the Amalekites are coming against Israel. Gideon is petrified and terrified. He's trying to just protect himself, have enough for himself. He's threshing wheat in the wine press. He has misplaced um, alignment in terms of what he's doing because wheat is supposed to be in the threshing floor but because of fear there's misalignments in his life and then God comes and speaks to him and says hey Gideon you're a mighty man of valor I do not define you based on your failures or your trepidation I define you based on my conviction and the prophetic word I've released concerning your life and then God said do this and do that break down the altar he does that and after a while it says you know gather the people sound the alarm and 32,000 people came it said sense some people back and then they were reduced to 22,000 said they're too, still too many uh, reduced to 10,000 still too many it said take them and test them then it reduced them to 300 and then, then he divided the 300 into three camps of 100 people and they used their tools the message this morning is salt and light use your tools in this context their tools were just three major things right uh, number one, they had their vessels. Number two, they had their trumpets. Number three, they had their voices. So they had their trumpets, they had their voices, they had their vessels. Use your tools. Please, if it's not too much for me to ask a child of God, help me look for three people and tell them they might not look attractive, but you got some tools. Yeah. Now, now, how about look at somebody? See, you might not know Tolu, but you know tools. So, 
the Most High God, we thank you for open heavens secured by the fact that we are in Christ. And therefore, we do not live under closed heavens. We do not live under bronze heavens. But Father, beyond open heavens, we're asking for open hearts this morning. I proclaim that every heart that is clogged up is open in the name of Jesus. Every heart that has been choked by fear and insecurity and low self-esteem, I liberate you this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the penetrative power of your eternal word invade every soul, crack open every closure, and bring to the fore every hidden talent, hidden potential, hidden ability, hidden energy, hidden grace, hidden flavor in the name of Jesus. That the souls that we are will no longer tarry in hiding, but it will now be exposed in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise, our Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let your amen sound alive. All right. Now, I want to look at this very interestingly. We see that when God comes to Gideon, he's actually in trouble. He does not come to Gideon when everything is hunky-dory and nice and dandy and when everything is predictable and when everything is all nice. He comes to Gideon in the middle of trouble. He comes to him in the middle of trouble. God is not unaware of the troubles in your life, the challenges in your space, the complications in your economy, the trauma of your your past, the pressure that you feel because every phase of your life comes with a dispensation of trouble. Please don't look at somebody beside you say as long as you're a man you will feel some trouble. As long as you're a woman, a human, you will feel some trouble. Job said that man was born for trouble. In other words, he surveyed the entirety of human existence and he drew this accurate conclusion that as long as you're a human being there will be some trouble in your life so when you're single maybe your trouble is oh my god it's weather for two and how can i be one when we should be two weather for two weather for two but check it out whether whether this weather is actually for for two and, and so there's the trouble of loneliness or isolation or a cold bed and all of that you're just tired of sleeping with warmers and sleeping with hot water bottles not quite the same thing right and then when you get married another kind of trouble the trouble is why you roll into my side of the bed come on people why are you kicking in your sleep because there was a time you just had the bed to yourself and you wish you had somebody there now that you have somebody there you're wishing the person was not there because sometimes we try to select what we want and determine how it must look like and oftentimes that's where the trouble lies the trouble does not lie in the thing that you want coming but it coming with things that you don't want can I talk right now? So trouble is going to be there. There was a time you could eat anything you wanted to eat. Risky burger. Risky. Don't bug her. Uh, you could do anything you wanted to do. Gary Flakes. Cocoa melon. Anything. Is that a meal? Like... <laughs> Whatever your PJ masks and wear your mask and your mascara and your mask, Alara from Alara, right? He could do anything he wanted to do, but you got married and now somebody is saying to you, I don't like what you're wearing. I don't like, you know, so trouble is guaranteed. There was a time you were not in school and you had all the time to yourself. You could play games, you could play this, that, and the other. Now you got into school and then you got schooled. 
can we talk right now victor are you still here there was a time in your life you were like can i just get my master's degree and eventually got your master's degree and even thought you, you thought your master's degree was going to make things easier and make things more difficult because we were wondering how come you now have a master's degree and you still don't have a job so what's supposed to be an increment in your life became a reason for more people to question your life oh come and talk to me this morning can you talk to me that's better there was a time in your life all you had was just face me i slap you one bedroom apartment like you were squatting so you're not responsible for gas bills for light bills or any kind of bill now you're in a place where you have a three-bedroom flat and it looks like your account just went flat right trouble trouble i look at somebody say i don't know what you're going through but i can smell some trouble around it now some of you know what they are going through so if you know say i kind of know what you might be going through <laughs> so the interesting thing is many of us want to be settled but we seem to forget that many times the flavor of your saltiness is best expressed in hot soup If it can zoom it, if it can zoom it. If you are the salt of the earth. Come on, can I talk? Why do you complain when you find yourself in hot soup? Can we talk right now? See, Jesus told you the salt of the earth. What he didn't tell you is that many times you're going to be in soup. As a matter of fact, he actually said it. Because he said, in this world you have tribulation. That's the senior brother of trouble. Tribulation is trouble that has PhD. So Jesus said, in this world, as long as you're in this mortal flesh, you're going to have trouble, but the good thing is be of good cheer. Somebody shout relax. Somebody holler relax. Why should you be of good cheer if you're in trouble and you find yourself in soup? Relax because I'm the chef. Which means I'm cooking something of the trouble you're in. Oh, I wish I could just encourage somebody who's had a breakup or a breakdown. God never allows a breakup or a breakdown without having the breakthrough scheduled. On the back end of every breakdown in your life, there is a breakthrough that God has. So God says you're in soup, but I saw you being in soup. He said when you walk through the water, you will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not burn you. I don't think that there is anybody who's really in trouble right now. But I want to talk to somebody whose warrant is death, but they can still sing to you, to you, my praise is due, to you, God, my worship is due. And I want to talk to somebody who does not know whether I'm in a relationship or out of one, because it's quite complicated. But God, I will simplify you, and I will bring you through. I want to speak to somebody whose heart has been doomed. 
have hot sounds like the DJ uh, Boom Box uh, and you, you're not sure about the future, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He does not say I will overcome. He says I have overcome the world. I wish I could get somebody in trouble to shout hallelujah right now. Some of you said, some of you shouted because I said you should shout it. But is there anybody right now who wants to cry out from their belly in spite of the trouble they're in? The money is not complete, but you are complete in Christ Jesus. Oh, the circumstances are dire, but you're complete in Christ Jesus. Things are falling down to the land to your left in the Jeppe economy. Some of your best clients have traveled out of the country and they're not giving you business any longer. But I need you to be of good cheer because you have overcome the world. I tell you, no lie better is the end of a feed than the beginning thereof. Better is the end of a feed than the beginning thereof. You might be going topsy-turvy. There might be a torpedo in your firing line. It may look like your boat is about to capsize. But I tell you, Christ is the chef. He's going to remix this thing. It's going to turn it around. Christ is the cook. Christ is the coordinator. And let me tell you, when the salt gets in the soup, it does not lose its saltiness. It loses its saltiness. It does not deny its saltiness. It distributes its saltiness. It does not abandon its saltiness. It applies its saltiness. So Daniel and the lion den, don't stop praying. Release your salt. So the Hebrew boys in the fire, don't stop praying. Release your praise. Moses in the wilderness, don't stop leading. Release your leadership. Paul in the prison, Paul and Silas, don't stop praising. Release your praise in the prison yard. Is there anybody I'm preaching to this Sunday morning? I wish I could get a praiser. I wish I could get a prayer. I wish I could get a, a praise release. Who knows this is not the end of me. Something has been released. An invention is coming out of this. My capacity is being enlarged. God's glory concerning my life is coming to another level. I feel something turning in the spirit. I sense a shift by the Holy Ghost, by the finger of God. Kosi, are you engaging this prophetic moment? Somebody release a praise. It's not where I want it to be. It does not look like I want it, but I give you praise for my body. I'll sell praiser when it's dark and dreary, when it's wicked and wild. I'll sell praiser when I'm falling behind and funded, when my investments seem to be melted. I'll sell praiser because you have overcome. Shift to Jesus. Flee the switch. Oh, 
Give me a high five. Somebody say, say salt and light. Release your salt. Say release your light. Please be seated. See what it says, Philippians 2 from verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, Philippians 2 verse 12, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but much now much more in my absence. What does it say? Work out your own salvation with... <laughs> your own salvation is not coming from the outside, it's coming from the inside. Because Yeshua does not live on the outside of you now. He lives on the inside of you. So work out your own. So Yeshua is the one who saves. The Lord who saves. Joshua. Je Jesus. The modern name or the uh, New Testament name for Joshua. Now look at what it says. It says for it is God who works where? In you both to will and to do. For his good pleasure. Verse 14. Instructive now. Do all things without complaining and disputing. So that what will happen, you may become blameless and harmless. In other words, complaining is harmful. Complaining is not only annoying, it's harmful. He says, this is the way you become blameless and harmless. And what does it say you're going to be? Children of God without fault in the midst of soup. In the midst, pardon? In the midst of soup. In the midst of a crooked. Not just beside. Right in the middle of a crooked and perverse generation. A generation that will tell you I love you but they will backbite. A generation that says I'm here for you but they walk out on you. A generation that says you can count on me but when it's time to count all they have is discount. He says you can stand there and among them what do you do? You shine as light in the world. So this is the way you shine as light. Not just by talking about it but by being Christ like in the middle of it. And it says the complaining is not Christ like. So when Gideon was approached by God and God says mighty man of valor, man of war, winner, what was Gideon doing complaining and most of our complaints are captured in capsules called questions so God I'm not complaining though. I just want to ask John you get what I'm saying complaining but don't complain complain before the one who's able to make every mountain a plain Complaining has no spiritual value that can work to your advantage. So it comes, calls it harmful. Now, how many of you us know that this is very tough for humans naturally? For humans naturally. How about for Africans? 
How about for Nigerians? How about for Lagosians? Right? But some of us can get into the culture of complaining. So we complain there's no food. Then when someone says I'm preparing food, you complain the food is taking too long. Then when they bring the food, you complain you don't like the plates in which it was served. Then when they bring the food, say you complain about the smell. Then when you taste it, the salt is too much or not enough. Then when you're swallowing it, it's hard to swallow. You're hard to swallow. Then when you start digesting, it's turning your stomach. Look at your neighbor, say don't complain. Confronted with your tools. Complaining robs us of influence. There is nobody who became influential just on the back of complaining. Thank you. I have a lone witness. But I'm not alone. Side of me, no matter like So, you're tempted to complain, get anointed music, and sing those songs. Let me tell you something about words. Words are so powerful that the words you speak are often more powerful than the words you hear. That's why the Bible says, encouraging one another, singing psalms. It didn't say thinking about scriptures. Singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Are we here? Your ears are connected, watch this, to your mind, but your tongue is connected to your heart. Your ears are connected to your brain. So what you hear goes into your mind. What you say is connected to your heart. There's a tongue-heart connection. Amazing. Don't sink. We're never going to sink. Because God has given us the template. And our cup runs over. Y'all didn't get that. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say, I know it. I know it. Don't complain. Many of us, we have disempowered ourselves by becoming PCs, professional complainers. So your day is loaded with colors of complaints. And every relationship you've ever been in, you always have something awful to say about everybody. And you blame everybody apart from the you who stepped into the relationships. I'm not saying don't observe the faults or the challenges or the gaps. But I'm saying don't become the headquarters of negativity. Gideon said, how about all the miracles if God is really for us? Now, now, with this kind of God, no. I've never seen kind of God. I've never seen your kind. I'm not even kind now. I was complaining. But the angel did not cater to his complaints. 
Because God's weight for your life is too heavy to be committed to a complaining vessel. God ignores it, discards it. Why are you paying attention to something that God is not paying attention to? Are we here? So let me give you, in the service I'll give you two, in the second service I'll give you three points that you must focus on. Number one, if you're going to operate and use your tools and leverage your potential and your platform and your partnerships, number one, operate from Christ or operate with Christ operating system. So just write Christ operating system. Christ operating system. OS, COS. Of course. So that you're not of course. Get it, get it, get it this morning, get it. Christ operating system, there's a poem here. It's a popular poem. It's one of those poems that you're not even sure who the original author was. But it basically speaks about the incomparable Christ media. Can we have it? It's called the incomparable Christ. And that poem basically captures certain things about the Christ. It says more than 1900 years ago, which means this poem was written in the last century. 100 years ago, there was a man born contrary to the laws of life. Media, where's my, where's my poem? This man lived in poverty and was reared in obscurity. He did not travel extensively. Only once did he cross the border of the country in which he lived. That was during his exile and childhood. So the very first time that he actually traveled abroad was when? You didn't get it? I shared it with you. One moment, guys. My WhatsApp has become very slow. Someone needs to help me. Okay, you actually sent a message. Yeah, but it's there. It's showing me this. And it's showing double tick. Nope. Before you send me the message. So do you have it now? Yes. Get it. It's showing this there. Sorry, guys. Right. Only once that he crossed the border of the country in which he lived, that was during his exile in childhood. That's Jesus. The only time he traveled abroad, I want to help somebody this morning, was when he was a baby. He possessed neither wealth nor influence. That's inaccurate because he had the greatest influence ever. But get the concept. His relatives were inconspicuous and had neither training nor formal education. In infancy, he startled a king. Herod. In childhood, he puzzled doctors. Doctors of the law were stunned by him. In manhood, he ruled the course of nature, walked upon the waves as pavement, and hushed the sea to sleep. He healed the mortals without medicine and made no charge for his service. He never wrote a book, and yet perhaps all the libraries of the world could not hold the books that have been written about him. Come on. He never wrote a song, and yet he has furnished the theme for more songs than all the songwriters combined. I thought someone was going to glorify the, the king. He never founded a college, but all the schools put together cannot boast of having as many students. He never marshaled an army, nor drafted a soldier, nor fired a gun, and yet no leader ever had more volunteers 
who have under his orders made more rebel stock arms and surrender without a shot fired he never practiced psychiatry and yet he has healed more broken hearts than all the doctors far near once each week mortals congregated worshiping assemblies to pay homage and respect to him the names of the past proud statements of greece and rome have come and gone the names of the past scientists philosophers and theologians have come and gone but the name of this man multiplies more and more through time though time has spread 1900 years between the people of this generation and the markers at his crucifixion he still leaves his enemies could not destroy him and the grave could not hold him he stands forth upon the highest pinnacle of heavenly glory proclaimed of god acknowledged by angels adored by saints and feared by devils as the reason personal christ our lord and savior let me add to the stock in all of time and all of history his life is what determines the calendar bc and ad are hinged on the life and times of jesus christ education as we know it was founded upon the wisdom that came through the disciples that were raised by his original disciples oh the symbol of medicine globally which is the snake upon the cross is a symbol of the christ who became as the serpent who was judged by God upon the cross and it says as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so shall the son of man be lifted up and whoever looks on him will not be put to shame or rather be healed he is the brightest star in astronomy he is wisdom superior to philosophy he is bread better than what can be produced in any bakery he's a combination of more books than in any library can I keep on going he's full of soap he cleans you better than any laundry he is God completely and entirely yeah, he is man completely and entirely. He's a mystery. He's a wonder. But I'm glad to call him my big brother and my father. Thank you, God, for Jesus Christ. Is there anybody who wants to know that when Jesus walked, he had no artillery, but he had the biggest army? And still till now, all across the world, there are volunteers who have never seen him physically, but they have his OS. Look at somebody say, operate with the Christ OS. What is the Christ OS? The Christ OS, he never traveled abroad, but there is no nation where his name is not known. So there's some of you, God has said travel abroad, but there's some of you, God has said stay where you are. Let me tell you, you will not be cheated out of destiny right from where you are. Like Bishop Oedipo or Pastor Adedei, right from where you are, nations will come to hear the voice of God out of your mouth. That is the Christ OS. You are not doing the hardware. You are implanted in the software the software means whether the computer is in palo alto california or is in Huchuan, china if you have the software you will produce the same result the christ os means i am not in the company i like but i'm in the company i was sent to and in this same company this same industry this same place the glory of god in my life will be seen will be heard all right what are you yawning so early stand and look at somebody high five the person and tell them operate with the Christ OS many of us are operating with our own hardware instead of operating with a software and the reason I read this is to show you that Christ is not alien to disadvantages is not alien to inferior tools or inferior weaponry he was not born in red and tin 
yet his blood is red in everything brings healing he was not born in one sophisticated hotel he was born among sheep yet he becomes the greatest shepherd ever in other words where you are where you've been where you're from like we're singing our song no matter who you are no matter where you're from there is a place for you here but there's also a place for you in destiny there's a place for you in god i don't know how weak your weapons are but i know a god who used the jawbone of an ass to confound one thousand people i know a god who used the stone and the sling of a shepherd boy to bring down a giant called goliath i know a god who multiplied followers of brother why are you looking at me as if i'm entertaining you i'm impacting life and spirit is anybody receiving what i'm saying this morning high five your name and tell it use your tools tell that person use christ os so powerful let me get that after his death thousands of years people are still going to a country from countries he never got to i really need to understand this now Christ OS is what makes you shine as light in a crooked and perverse generation. It will look as if it's not touching you. Because it's not going to touch you. So I've sent them and the wicked one cannot touch them. You are safest, not where the economy is brightest. You are safest where you are sent. It's an OS. It's not the hardware. So you are not led by the shape of the computer. See, this computer looks better. It looks brighter. What's the OS? If you are sent to a place where you should not be, they will install gay files in your subconscious mind. Six and seven, your children will be... If you are not sent. If you are not sent. Look at somebody and see where you sent. Where you are sent... You will remain innocent. Well, you are not sent. They don't send you. Literally, right? It's a software. It's a software. Are we here? This is the reason when Philip went to Samaria, it worked. Church history says Thomas took the gospel to India. It worked. It works anywhere. Is there Facebook in Nigeria? When you go to Dubai, is there Facebook there? South Africa, do you have Facebook? Do you have Facebook? Yes, now if you can circumvent the VPN. I'm saying that, it, does it work? Are you here? In other words, it is not geotagged. It is God-tagged. So you can't imagine or you can't reduce your relevance to what you think is working. Influence is about God. He calls himself the God of the whole earth. So God's coverage area is global. Are you here? So what was in Christ? What was in Christ? Said, so let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. He did not consider equality with, with God to be robbery. What did he do? He humbled himself to death, even the death on the cross. In other words, when Christ operated, his claim to fame or victory or power was not the arm of flesh. Why? The arm of flesh will fail. So he said, 
that which I see the father do, that's what I'm doing. He that see me, he's seen the father. I do nothing of my own accord. Are you here? So the mindset of Christ is that, man, this influence then is not about me. It's not about my degree, my pedigree, my pedicure, my manicure, my man who's not cured. Psalm 146, let me read that very quickly from verse 3. Psalm 146, do not trust in princes, nor in a son of man. Psalm 146, 3 to 10. Media, I really need the scriptures up this morning. At least you confirmed me, girl, like 10 12 minutes ago. Do not put your trust in princes. <laughs> There's actually an organization in the UK called Princes Trust. My wife actually worked there for some months, I think. Do not put your trust in. <laughs> but guess what? Princes trust. We trust, put our trust in God. Don't put your trust in princes. Because even princes can be subject to principalities. Nor in a son of man, in whom there is no what? In whom there are many promises of help. But not even one help. No man has any help for you except the one God puts in him for you. Can I talk to somebody? No man. But he said, but somebody helped me. But did you check out the timeline and what that thing evolves to? Three weeks later? How many of you know that someone helping you in the now to relieve some pressure can actually hurt your future? Because they robbed you of the opportunity to develop the spine of independence or the ability to handle failure. By the way, your greatness is more about your hand, ability to handle failure than it is about your ability to dance around your success. I tell you. I tell you. Even ministry has more to do with the capacity to handle and manage pain. Wherefore, God had highly exalted him. Why? He was humbled to the death on the cross. He says there's no helping man. Let's go on. His spirit departs and when it departs, he returns to his earth, to the ground. In that very day, all of his plans, all of his ideas, all of his agenda, all of his, I'll write 300 books, I'll build 300 mansions. He said man is that weak and that man is so weak, he does not even know the date of his expiration. So when a man is saying you, I will finish you, just remember that God has already finished him. Never allow any man threaten you. Are you hearing this? Can I help somebody with some boldness this morning? That finger they are using, borrowed vessel, can break in a minute, can become dysfunctional. Are you here? This is Christ's operating system. He said, No man takes my life from me. I lay it down. It's a mindset. I'm not here on my own. And when you don't know this mindset, any problem in your industry, you'll be shaking. Any problem in your nation, ah, who's next? Who's next? What? I'm on God's timeline, not Nigeria's calendar. Operating system. Mere humans don't have what it takes when they die. Their projects die with them. Give us the next verse. Let's go real quick. Instead, get help from the God of 
Jacob. Put your hope in God. And no real blessing. Keep on going. God made sky and soil, sea and all the fish in it. He always does what he says. Verse 7. He defends the wrong. He feeds the hungry. God frees prisoners. Keep on going. He gives sight to the blind. He lifts up the fallen. God loves good people. Keep going. And he protects strangers. He takes the side of orphans and widows. But makes short work of the wicked. God is in charge. How often? When the wrong president is in place. I want us to just shout God is in charge. When things aren't working the way you planned. When it seems like the wrong man is in power. When it looks like bandits are almost everywhere. When it looks like terrorism is on the rise. When you look around you and you're like, but you know, now let me remember for this Nigel. When you write ICCA, ICPC, ACCA, EFCC, you write all the exams and all you have is FFF. Come on, somebody, holler. Shout, God is in charge. Please help me look for three, four, five, six, or seven brothers and sisters and high five them till their palms begin to blush under the anointed hand of yours and say, God is still in charge. is in charge God is in charge what was Jesus full of the word says he was full of grace and truth so for you to operate an influence in a way that is meaningful you must be full of the truth of who you are in God and who God is in you we forget ever so often small problem you're panicking you're crying you're willing and you're not willing out of intercession. You're willing out of despair. Because there's willing that's prophetic. There are tears that are intercessory. There are groanings that are productive in the spirit. Remember who you are. And not just full of truth, full of grace. Grace is God's empowerment in spite of my mess. Full of grace. Look at what Paul says. Paul speaks... <laughs> And said so 1 Corinthians 15, 8 to 10. Look at what it said. Last of all, NKJV, 1 Corinthians 15, 8 to 10. Talking about Jesus and how he appeared, how he died and was buried. Starts off that scripture with the message of first importance, which is the resurrection, death, burial, resurrection of Christ. Don't forget, it said the message of first importance, but not the whole message. So salvation is a part of it. Then redemption is a part of it. Then transmission is a part of it. Then the dominion of the saints is a part of it, which is one of, one of the cardinal assignments of this house. The kingship dimension. And then the second coming of Christ and the appearing of the beloved. To take a, so, so you have to understand that Christ never, Paul never called salvation and redemption the entire message. He said it's the message of what? First importance. It's foundational, it's central, but it's not entire. So someone can preach what is true but incomplete. Can we clap like we're influential people? So Paul is speaking and he said, Then last of all, he was seen by me also, talking about Jesus, as by one born out of... So Paul is saying, if you are to look at me, 
it will look as if I came late to this apostolic order. Who am I preaching to right now? Who are the Johnny Just Come people here? Who are the Johnny Come Lately people here? Who are those who sometimes feel like I missed a time in my life? Or I missed a season? If I had graduated early enough, or if I joined Kings early enough, you know, when Peter was talking about the 10 plastic chairs, maybe I forgot become, you know, something by now. Or maybe, oh, maybe if we started ministry long ago, Paul said, don't get it twisted. He said, I'm like one who was born out of due season. When they had seen all the miracles and all the prophecies, and I mean, Peter saw Jesus walk on water. And there was no recording device. So all I'm hearing are tales. But look at the next verse. He said, it's not just that I came last. I am also the least. <laughs> For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I even persecuted the church of God. But look at the next verse. The operating system. I'm going to close on this one. I feel a preach and a prophecy here. He said, I was like the last born and I was like the least born. But, but I'm looking at what God has done with me lately. And with all due respect, I've not seen this works done by Peter or Bartholomew or Philip. My ministry is growing at an alarming speed. I'm, I'm writing books out of a prison. I'm, my, my hands are bound, but my speech is free. I'm planting churches, even though I was the last and I was the least. But it's not me. It's an OS. It's the Christ OS. He said, but by the grace of God, I am. Do you remember the I am's? are you hearing Paul came to a place like Christ where he said I am who God says I am I don't know the names of all those who were before me I didn't go to theological seminary I feel an impartation of grace right now but I am I am what I am I'm not apologetic about my identity I'm not compromising my influence I'm not ashamed to say I've come for such a time as this I am a carrier of the divine life I came last but the Bible says many who are last shall be first and many who are first shall be last I see a surge I see a reordering I see a changing of the order the many who wept and wailed and who look like are they carrying last and you like say are they in the carry last well God is carrying you out of the despair and the cauldron and the weakness and the infirmity he is carrying your matter on his head and is bringing you to a place where you will be I am what I am by the grace of God Of God, so I am what I am by the grace.
cross of God. I am the head by the cross of God. I am the flesh by the cross of God. I am a winner by the cross of God. I am an overcomer by the cross of God. I am forgiven by the cross of God. I am healed by the cross of God. It is a weapon in the spirit. It is a tool in the spirit. My operating system is that it is a place for me. I may have come lost. I may have gotten saved just recently. I may have failed by the wayside. But I am what I am. Say, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I. It was the operating system. The operating system. The grace of God which was with me. If the Lord ever showed you anything, any name, like he has shown me King Razor. See, don't worry about why people understand it. There are many, see, there are many things I'm doing right now. Even many of you here, you don't understand it. Some of you are beginning to understand now. So every time something new happens in my life, you'll be like, oh, so this is but there are things that you don't even know yet. So don't be caught up by who gets me and who does not. Be caught up. Don't be caught up by who gets you. Be caught up by the one who said, I'll never forget you. When Gideon was cutting down the altar, people said, such foolishness. Nonsense. What is the operating Christ, the mindset, operating system? Grace. How is grace seen? By alignment. How is that demonstrated? Obedience. So when God said to Gideon, cut down, he cut down the altars. People were like, you're about to die. No, it's a work of grace. He thought he was going to die. So God had told him, don't be afraid, you will not die. And then when they raised up stuff against him, his father said, you know what? If this idol is really true, let him come and save him. In other words, grace has gone ahead of you. The way we're going to reach one billion people is not your head's knowledge. Head knowledge cannot compute it. Your mind is too small to calculate the exact blueprint for your destiny. God never put eternity in your head. He put it in your heart. So trying to figure it out. You're, you're trying to figure it out. You cannot figure it out. Otherwise you become a figurine. You grace it out. You work it out. You pour it out. Of all the apostles, there was none who accomplished more in measurable earthly terms than Paul. None. I want to close this service or my part of the assignment in this service with a release of grace. Victor, come to the front with a release of grace. There are many of us, if you're in Africa, it must have crossed your mind at least once that I'm behind. At least once. Because asset strike or extra or carryover or delay or victimization, nepotism, you qualify for the job they didn't give you and all of that. God has never edited his map just because of your nationality. God does not edit his plans for your life because of your skin color or your nationality or your age or your accent or anything. In the name of Jesus the Christ. Dovingo Sumpa Ispando Vinakos Inakwa Betos Binekwasilataba. Come, come. Shinakovila. I proclaim a release of grace. Grace upon this house. Especially for everyone who feels like one born out of due season. Who feels like one who was the least. 
who was the last who was the worst who was the broken I release grace upon you now in the name of Jesus raise your two hands and pray in the spirit I release grace upon you now. I release grace upon you now. Some that trusted horses, some that trusted chariots, but you will trust in the name of the Lord. I proclaim you no longer trust in your CV. You no longer trust in your ability. You no longer trust in your history. You now trust in the name of the Lord. Receive grace for that industry. God can show you that picture. Don't shy away from it. Shout yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. To the books, to the songs, to the counseling centers, to the rehab centers, to the homes, to the caregivers, to the facilities, to the children, to the single women, to the free hospital, to the free clubs. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. To everything in our face. We may not know how. We may not know why. But yes, Lord. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Lord. New season for Hani and Priscilla. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Brother Jacob, new grace. New grace. Put your ministry upon your voice, upon your music. Yes, Lord. Somebody cry out. Somebody cry out. Somebody cry out. Somebody pray. Somebody pass. Somebody pray. Get out of confusion and put it away. I said it. I said distance does not deserve DNA. Position. Let me also say that order of birth does not deserve DNA. He said the same grace that worked mightily in Peter for the Jews works mightily in me. I appreciate what God is doing in your life, but He will do it in me too. It's not a competition. I'm complimented here. That's why I can support you. But trust me, I'm not a spectator. I'm galvanizing the grace of God. I'm galvanizing the operating system of Yeshua. I'm galvanizing the power and the possibilities of the age to come. And what can be than the Holy Ghost in the box that we committed years ago? Can somebody say the boldness of God has been made known unto me? I shine, nothing does my shine in the name of Jesus. Whether I'm in Nigeria, whether I'm in Canada, whether I'm in Ajegule, whether I'm in Surulere, whether I'm on the island or the mainland, the software of Christ is manifesting my life. I have results in the name of Jesus. In all that I put my hand to do, I prosper in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that God loves us just as much as he loves us.
loves Jesus. God loves us just as much as he loves Jesus. So what God cannot allow to happen to Jesus, he will not allow to happen to us. So failure is not part of our description. Our failure is not part of our description. In the name of Jesus, we are not called to be non-entities. We are not called to be non-entities. Your business is not called to be a non-entity. In the name of Jesus, your project is not called to be a non-entity. Your album is not called to be a non-entity. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am a city. I am set on a hill. I am set on a hill. I have a vantage view. I have an advantage. In the mighty name of Jesus, kings, we are set on a hill. Kings come to the brightness of our rising. Kings come to the brightness of our rising. We are kings, but other kings look for us. We are kings, but other kings look for us. Other princes look for us to become kings. We trust in the Lord our God. A strong tower. We run to and we find safety. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We are empowered with the DNA of Christ. We can do all that you say we can do. We are all who you say we are. The labels of the past have been taken off. The disadvantages of our birth have been recalibrated because we are born again. Jesus is our father. God is our father. So it doesn't matter if our biological father is poor. Our heavenly father is richer. I want someone to begin to come out of their biological home, their biological history, and begin to look into their eternity in Christ. Begin to look into the riches and the glory in Christ. Perhaps you have been too long in your biological house. Perhaps you are too used to your culture. Begin to imagine, uh, reconfigure your mind, uh, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, the head and not the tail, uh, the first and not the last. Uh, fallen seven times, but I'm rising up yet again. Uh, Jesus is my power source. Jesus is my power source. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We thank you for grace dispensed unto us. Grace that cannot be negotiated out of. When our country speaks the language of brown envelopes and handshakes and connections, we speak the language of grace that supersedes nepotism, that supersedes geotagging. We decree and declare that your favor announces our presence. We decree and declare that faith is our currency. We decree and declare that you speak for us even behind closed doors. We decree and declare that the fragrance of God is all around us. The fragrance of God is all around us. So that when we move through a place, they can smell us. When we move through a place, our, 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 our scent lingers. They may not like us, but they can't do without us. 
They may not like us, but they cannot do without us. We thank you for the advantage of grace. Grace is, you know when they say, even though. You say, upon still. Even though, then when. Still, no matter what. It didn't matter if. That is grace. We know that you didn't graduate well. But grace. We know that you can't speak English very well. But grace. We know that you didn't go to Harvard. You didn't even go to any Ivy League. But grace. We know that you are the last and maybe even the least in your family. But grace. We know that you just came to Lagos from the village. But grace. We know that ah, your brothers and your family members, they don't even like you. But grace. Father, let but grace speak for us this week. We know that Asu is on strike. But grace. I know that I don't have a lot of money in my account but grace I know that I've been heartbroken so many times but grace I know that I've made a mistake that even this prophecy I'm finding it difficult for it to land on my head because I've even used my own hand to put myself in trouble but grace and mercy Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your love for us that is excess. That you're always thinking about us and always mindful of us. Your mind is full of us. It's such a privilege. Your mind is full of us. Full of how to make our lives better. How to advance us. All your thoughts towards us are good. God does not have a single bad thought about you. Even though you have about yourself and you keep presenting it to him. He doesn't. He sees you through the lenses of the blood. He see, And if he cannot see Christ as imperfect, he, cannot, he knows you are imperfect, but he doesn't see you like that. He doesn't relate with you like that. Father, we are so grateful. Thank you for the tools that you have given to us. We will work the tools. And we will have results. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Can someone appreciate God? Can someone celebrate God for this release of grace? This release of grace. And it's great grace. It's increasing grace. It's multiplying grace. Grace for grace for grace for grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can we appreciate Pastor Dam even though he's not here anymore? Can we appreciate Pastor Dami for releasing grace to us this morning? Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.